0: This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope.
1: A-W-R Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, welcome once again to your program, The Heart of the Church. We are so glad to have you in the studio and so we have our friends also here Gloria Al-Sebafo, Franco My name is Emmanuel Lai. You're welcome so much. Together with you, as we study God's word. Today, we'll be looking at the Bible and culture. And uh, as we usually do, before we delve into our study, I'll ask Frank to pray with us. We are praying. Our God and King, we thank you so much
2: that you have given us this privilege of study. We ask that you be within us and grant us
1: understanding of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 The Bible and culture. And I think the central point here is that our cultures can affect the way we interpret and even understand the Bible. Frank, can you give us a background to that?
2: Yeah, In our previous studies, we understood how culture, how backgrounds, experiences, and so forth help us understand the scripture and here we are looking at it again we have already said that we cannot approach the bible with an empty mind and so culture plays an important role we are told that in the near east there was this culture that people are held responsible for actions which they did not commit but rather they helped the action to take place so then even though you are not responsible, you did not directly take part in the action. Because you allowed it to happen, you are held responsible. So this helps them to also understand that. Then there are certain things that God does, even though God does not do them directly. And so this is culture. And it is helping us to also understand how God relates to mankind. For instance, our salvation. Yes, God grants us salvation. But it is done through we are accepting Jesus Christ and what he, that he has done for us. So that is a bit of culture on how we interpret the scripture.
1: So culture does play a very important role in the way we understand um, scripture. And I think you agree with that, uh, uh, right. Auntie Gloria. Give us some insight into that.
3: Mm. Culture is our way of life. And if you need to, for you to understand something better, It has to be brought within your context where you are very familiar with. That is why even with Christ, most of of Christ would deliver his messages to us through the use of parables. The things that we are familiar with, then he would use that to relate whatever truth he would want us to have. The same thing applies to culture. Before, the word of God, I would say, would be quite abstract if we do not situate it within are various cultures, so even if you need to even take the word of God to someone as we have the example with paul in acts uh, seventeen sixteen to thirty two in that Greek town he made sure that he approached he used he sent the word of God to them by approaching them through their culture they had several gods and then they had a monument with it, the inscription to an unknown god right. and then to he used what they believed in to get the word of God to them. So he would say that when I go to Rome, I do as the Romans do. And if you 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 situate the word of God within cultures, but there's a caveat here, it doesn't mean that we would in any way um, throw down on the truth. Uh-huh the very truth that the Word of God teaches. But I believe that every culture, within each culture, there is something that you can find in there where you can situate the Word of God. Let me give this classic example with the Ashanti culture. Uh, If you'd want to talk about the modesty in Christian dressing, um, I for one, I would want to use the example of culturally how these queens dress without the use of um, jewelry and all that to depict royalty if you would want to show that yes from the biblical uh, historical point of view royals or s but rather it was designated for to um, differentiate between sorry for the word slaves and then the s then use this if i am using that with an Akan, I, I will use that example, that is situated within the person's culture because because it is part of the person's culture, the person accepts that already. So if you build based on that, it is uh, acceptable and it makes understanding very, very easy rather than using other cultures. Yes.
1: Interesting parallels there that she has given. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, looking at somebody's culture from that you can re- really preach Christ to the person In a particular angle, what do you think, uh, Frank? Yeah, that is very
2: true. It's very, very true. But one thing we also have to understand is that, yes, looking at it from that angle, different cultures. But we have to also understand that, yet we have different cultures. We all have a central team. And that is the bond we have with Christ. So irrespective of the kind of culture within which you want to situate the message, you should situate and also relate to the bond we have with Christ. Otherwise, we may lose sight of certain things. Then another important thing is that culture is dynamic, diverse. But then we should understand that the culture that existed in the past may not be the same culture today. Yet the truths that were relevant in that culture is the same truth which is relevant to us today. And so while we situate the, uh, the, the word in respect of cultures, we should also be mindful that we are preaching the same truth because that is what God intended. The truth is for everybody, but then culturally
1: dynamic. Culturally dynamic, you say, and that is really interesting. Our cherished friend, what he wants you to understand here is that your culture should not stop you from understanding God's word or knowing the truth about God. Interestingly, we have these examples because of our time, but I would have just mentioned that, uh, you know, the Akan culture you mentioned, they also have something about names. You are given the name of the day you were born. Mm -hmm. And Kofi Annan of uh, Blessed Memory, because of how his nature was, all Ghanaians wanted to be called Kofi wherever they they go, or um, Kofi, that kind of thing. And the culture was just there. I'm even trying to see if one day we can look at why they call Nyame Kwame Nyame and then we have Sam and all those ones. (laughs) And this looks like a question, a straightforward question. Why interpretation is important? I mean, with all the understanding we have of Bible, why do we need to make sure we have interpreted it rightly and why it's so important? Frank, start start us on that. Why?
2: Is interpretation important. Yes.
1: Bringing it down, 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 down.
2: Mm-hmm. It's more or less like communication. Okay. You communicate, I don't understand. You have not communicated. So in the same way, for us to understand the scripture, our role in salvation, it is important that we have the correct interpretation of the scripture. If you do not have the correct interpretation, we may distort or we may get a distortion of what we need to do. But if we have it right, we will be on course. For instance, the lesson tells us that without a correct interpretation of the Bible, there can be no unity of doctrine and teaching. There can be no unity of doctrine and teaching. Understand? So if we do not have good interpretation, it will affect our understanding and even how we teach and pass on the
1: Word of God from one generation to another. We need a clear understanding, but that comes from interpretation. Uh, Gloria, please throw more light on that for us.
3: Mm. If, if we do not interpret the Bible well, as he has already said, we wouldn't there will would be errors okay. and we wouldn't have that unity in terms of our doctrines theological standpoints and that actually uh, explains why we have a lot of denominations sects uh-huh. groups but all have their teachings based on the same, yeah, bible. same bible we have all these coming up because there's what maybe diversity in interpretation or wrong interpretation so in as much as we have the word interpretation is key else we wouldn't have that unity of doctrine to go by and then as individuals uh, whatever we know about God's words that we should live by is based on what we understand or how scripture is interpreted and we are told that it even has direct impact on our salvation else it wouldn't matter if we understand scripture or not what if the Word of God says that um, thou shalt not steal, and I take the stealing to mean something either than what the scripture says, I might be going against the Word of God because I have not interpreted the Word of God clearly very well, which at the end of the day would impact on my salvation as an individual. So sometimes I have issues with people of late, you see that we are into ma- much more of religious fanatism, sensationalism and spiritualism so much so that to the neglect of the study of the word you might be doing all that and you might not be doing God's will and his will is only n- uh, known through his word and the same word that we all go by we are all doing different things because there's what's wrong interpretation which would affect our salvation in the long run
1: Interesting, so there is a need to have the correct interpretation because it's also good for the health of the entire church of god is that also frank
2: now let's let's take something from second peter chapter 3 verse 16 and the bible reads as also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand which they that are unlearned and unstable rest rest as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction so like that parable of the uh, the rich fool like let me use that one the rich fool who said my soul eat and the rest because he did not understand what it means or, or the implication of the afterlife over here he was thinking that It was just um, making Mary, dying, and that's all. But there is more to that. And that is the essence of interpretation. So if you do not
1: get the right interpretation, it will go against you. Interesting, because um, I wish we had some time would have looked at a simple message, the three angels' message, for example, and how this end-time generation looks like. Maybe you can summarize it quickly for us and let us have... The interpretation we're supposed to because i think it's formation and that is what we christians stands for what about the three message something briefly that will make us understand what it's supposed to be
2: the three message message basically is calling our attention to the fact that there is a god who created the universe and he is the one who needs to be worshipped and he has his way of worship which we need to follow basically
1: that's that's what you can say to it and uh, some people have a bit misinterpreted this so that it's not being being used as it should. But as I said, we don't have so much time to delve into that. But uh, I'm so thankful to you that you came to the studio to help us understand God's word. And our listener out there, thank you so much for listening. We'll be coming your way tomorrow Friday with a summary of all that we have done. But then before we sign out of the studio, I ask Gloria to pray with us.
3: Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for yet another study Help us interpret your words according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. And as I've said, tomorrow, Friday, we'll come your way again with an interesting study. This time, recapping on all that we have done to make you understand what we have done so far. Until we meet you tomorrow, our cherished friend, stay blessed.
4: There is something that's gonna happen And the day is drawing near It is time to get excited Is that footsteps that I hear? Come on, Gabriel, blow your trumpet All the dead in Christ shall rise We are going to a meeting just beyond the eastern sky There's that, that footsteps that I hear? Heavenly, Heavenly boat all seems so, so, near. Seems so near Heavenly lights, lights are shining There's that footsteps mm-hmm. that I hear? ready for the rapture when we meet him in the air always coming it's drawing closer it's that footsteps that I hear many a saint has fought the battle run the race and shed the tear now it's time to get excited it's that footsteps that I hear is that east footsteps, footsteps that, that I hear. Every pole seems so seems near. Every light is shining, shining clear. Is that footsteps that I hear? Is that, footsteps that, that hear. footsteps that I hear? Every pole <laughs> seems so near. <laughs> <laughs> shining clear is the footsteps that are here.
0: Dear friend, we would like to receive your feedback. So call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. Plus two three three five zero one five. 61849. You can also email us at the address Radio Gh at gmail.com. We have another segment for you, and that is Present Truth.
4: Beloved, I come to you once again with the word of God. The word of God that will never pass away. The undiluted word of God. Here yes, today, I want to talk to you about Jesus the risen savior, the hope of this fallen world. Once Jesus had gone to bless children and he was going his way and a young rich ruler, a young man ran after him, chased him up and asked him a very important question, which is also very important to you and I. Turn with me to Matthew 19. Verse 16 to 22. Let's listen to the word of God. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do, that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest me thou good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt ever into life, keep the commandment. He said unto him, Which Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth, what lacks I? He said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me but when the young man heard that saying he went away sorrowful for he had great possession this is what happened between jesus and the young rich ruler i want to tell you he was a rich man whose wealth and riches knew no bounds he was wealthy in worldly riches But he came to Jesus with an important question. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Beloved, I want to tell you, if there is anything that we want to do to get eternal life, let us endeavor. Let us work around the clock so that eternal life will be ours. I am interested in the question. Jesus gave him the rudiments of the game. He gave him what he ought to do in connection with eternal life. But a young man realized that eternal life is very expensive. He cannot forsake the world. He was a man of authority. He was a man of riches. He was a man of position. How can he go and sell all that he has and give to the poor and come and follow Jesus and become a poor man? Only to be hoping in riches in heaven that he had not seen. How could he do that? The Bible says, he sorrowfully left Jesus. He could not do what Jesus told him. He left because he cherished the world. The Bible says, love not the world, nor the things of this world. For all the things in the world, the lust of the eyes, the last of the flesh, they do not come from the Father, but of the devil. All the things of this world will pass away. But he that does the will of my Father will live forever. Beloved, are you betting your hopes in this world? This world of cancer, this world of diabetes, this world of coronavirus. I call on you today as a pastor to forsake this world, to sell all the things of this world and come and seek Jesus. I want to ask you, Jesus told the young man, one thing thou lackest. You lack one thing. What do you lack at this moment of your life, do you lack the Holy Spirit? Do you love, lack the love of God and love for fellow men? Do you lack patience? Do you lack the fruits of the Spirit? If you lack all these things, then you are missing the mark. Then you are not likely to make heaven. Yes, it is my prayer that you forsake anger, you forsake hatred. You forsake barbarity and then you, pa- you buy the peace of God. You buy the goodness of God. You buy patience. You, 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 you develop the fruits of the Spirit. You acknowledge Jesus in your life. What is it that you treasure so much that you cannot forsake? The young man has had his heart rooted in worldliness, he could not forsake the world for treasures which had been laid out for him. In heaven. What do you lack in your life? Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus and his gospel? Do you know that he came so that sinners will get life everlasting? Do you know that he came that those who do not know him will come out of darkness and enter into his life? Jesus is calling on you and I. What are you lacking? One thing that thou thou lackest. That is the topic for today. Please, be sufficient in the Lord. Forsake the world. I am talking to young men. Forsake adultery. Forsake tramadol. Forsake gay. Forsake lesbianism. Forsake hatred. If you are lacking anything, one last step and Jesus will give you salvation. One last step and Jesus will give you eternal life. One last step and Jesus will be your Lord again. And you reconcile with him. In the bosom of Jesus. Is absolute peace. Is love. Is kindness. Is peace everlasting. I want to tell you. Accept Jesus today. Forsake the world. Do not be like that young man. Accept Jesus as your personal savior. If you are lacking anything. If you are lacking anything in spiritual matters. I am praying. It is my prayer. That the Lord will replenish you that he will reveal himself unto you and that you know him and know him well. Jesus is coming again. It is about time that you forsake all your wetliness. It is about time that you forsook all your sins for the cleansing and the remission that comes from Jesus Christ. Be thou holy for thy father in heaven is holy. Stay in God's word and be blessed. Thank you for listening to me in Jesus name shall we pray dear lord i bless your name i thank you for a wonderful provision such as this if we are lacking in anything oh lord help us so that we will seek your face so that we will do away with worldliness and come unto you for salvation in jesus christ thank you for staying with me my name is pastor felix mafuchabi i shall come your way some other time with the word of god be revived and say blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine plus two three three five zero. 1561849. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists P.O. Box KS 17564. Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Belle. May God bless you.